Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today as I answer whatever questions you guys submitted, and we go over a few topics such as Halo Season, Halo Infinite Season 1, the newly announced Nintendo Switch OLED model, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, just some wrapped up news there, and uh, some Super Mario Golf, or uh, Mario Super Golf Rush, and uh, yeah, so just kind of jump into that. But before we do, I want to remind you we are sponsored by Forever Grips Gaming Accessories, where you can save 15% off your first order using the code ITJUSTWORKSPOD in all caps. Once again, that is ITJUSTWORKSPOD in all caps. Thank you so much to Forever Grips Gaming Accessories for sponsoring the show. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram, where you can engage in the posts, questionnaires, or polls I do on there, or such as topic suggestions, or you can give me feedback. You can follow us at ITJUSTWORKSSTUDIOS. Once again, that is at It Just Works Studios. That's enough for me, so let's go ahead and cue that intro. All right, everyone, we are back. And I am excited to record this episode today. I didn't know what I was going to record on. Um, I'm just happy to be back recording. I hope everyone had a wonderful 4th of July. Uh, To all my international friends out there, thank you for wishing us a good 4th of July. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, once again, just I hope everyone stateside uh, just had a great time and was safe. uh, Didn't uh, harm themselves with fireworks or were able to spend it with their family and friends. So I hope it all went well. Now... I asked you guys to submit questions, and of course, uh, we usually have the same people uh, responding to these, so hopefully um, the rest of you hearing these questions out today, I hope you uh, jump in next time, because I'd love to hear what anyone has has to say. Um, I love getting feedback or questions to answer on the show. So the first one is, uh, why is the host hot? My girlfriend Darian sent that. Uh, thank you, babe. Um, well, you know, I think the beard really does it, the green eyes. Uh, my outrageous love for Halo. It's a little ridiculous, but you know, I think the charming personality goes a long way. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's going to be my answer for that. Alex is up next and he says, why is in and out trashed food with green emoji face with the following up emoji, uh, someone throwing up. <laughs> so, uh, it's funny. Uh, I think in and out is my personal favorite, like fast food chain in existence. I don't think there's a better one out there in terms of where I live, and I th- mainly that is due to consistency. You know, every time I go to In-N-Out, it's always consistent, it's always good food. While it might be one of the most basic menus besides Raising Cane's, um, I just think they're very consistent, and it's just good food out here. Uh, you know, in this part of California, I know that some In-N-Outs in like Texas kind of suck, but I haven't tried them yet. Um, so yeah, In-N-Out is not trash food, but I do understand why people don't like it outside of Southern California. I have heard very different opinions um, in Northern California or any other states that have it, like Texas, and uh, that's usually you know mixed reviews. So uh, you have to come to Southern California if you want really good In-N-Out. Apparently, Jarrett is up next with two questions. His first question is: Are you ready to continue Halo Two co-op on Legendary? Laugh out loud. Uh, the answer is no. 
with that iron skull on, no matter what, it is hard to play with anybody on co-op on that game. Because if you die, you get sent to the last checkpoint, and it could be really far sometimes. So, a little tough. Uh, Jarrett's other question was, why did you stop playing Old School RuinScape? And I think I stopped playing it because, realistically, the only reason why I ever got back on it was for nostalgia reasons. And I didn't believe it really added a lot of value to my life to be uh, spending time on it. Um, whereas, you know, when I was a kid or a young adult, because, you know, we've been playing the game for so long, uh, it was a little different. I did actually get a lot of enjoyment out of it and uh, felt satisfied. And, um, you know, I don't really anymore. <laughs> uh, in this day and age, uh, I think I'd rather go play Elder Scrolls Online or just, you know, one of the other games that we play. And um, I think it's okay if anyone else out there loves RuneScape still, but um, I think the memories are great. Um, some very good memories of us playing, but, uh, yeah, besides like the music still, uh, I really don't need any reason to play RuneScape ever again. Uh, I might hop on every now and then, but realistically, uh, I think I'm done for good. Uh, Eric's question, Eric, the casual gamer wrote in, he said, erase one from earth forever, Halo or Pokemon? Now this is tough. <laughs> I laughed really hard when I saw this question because, as you guys are aware, I love both franchises a little way too much. And ultimately, I did come to an answer um, to obviously answer the man's question. And I gotta say, Halo stays and Pokemon is gone forever. Um, Halo is a franchise that I want to see grow. Um, you'll hear me a lot on this podcast say that if they just made one last Pokemon game that was a moderate like MMO um, that featured all regions and maybe like a new region, but no more of the Pokedex, maybe just, uh, you know, variants like the Galarian's, uh, the Galarian Pokemon or the Alolan Pokemon, you know, different versions of existing Pokemon. Um, that's all I really want from this franchise. Like, you know, uh, I'm ready for Pokemon to finish and then I can, you know, enjoy the ones that exist. Uh, whereas Halo, you know, we got Halo Infinite coming out and, uh, I can't wait to play it. I can't wait to get my hands on it and play it for years to come. So uh, Halo uh, took the cake on that one. Um, that was really tough, though. Uh, Eric, that was a good one. That was extremely tough. I really didn't know which one to go with at first, but after some couple hours of thinking, uh, I went with Halo. Speaking of Halo, Halo is coming out soon, guys. It is coming out later this year, and... You can sign up for the technical flight that they're going to be having sometime over the summer. But some news came out in the last uh, week or week and a half or so. Uh, Halo Infinite Season 1 Heroes of Reach announced alongside three-month multiplayer seasons. Uh, real quick, all seasons in Halo Infinite will be there forever, just like Master Chief Collection. If you purchase Season 1 Heroes of Reach um, at Season 10... You can still go back and unlock whatever you didn't from Heroes of Reach. So please keep that in mind. Because besides besides MCC, uh, no other game does that, I don't think, till this day. So a week and a half after the reveal of Halo Infinite's multiplayer gameplay at the Xbox E3 2021 show, 343 Industries has announced in a new Inside Infinite blog post that the game's first multiplayer season will be called Heroes of Reach. 
It's not clear what content will be included in this season, but we're expecting lots of Halo Reach-themed content, such as armor sets worn by Noble Team in Reach's campaign. Heroes of Reach will go live with the launch of Halo Infinite later this year during holiday 2021. So I think the reason why I wanted to talk about this is this is kind of a no-brainer for them. Um, a lot of the armor that they've shown in uh, screenshots of Halo Infinite, um, it is it is a Halo Reach armor. Uh, one of the Spartans looks exactly like George. Uh, I believe the Scout armor or the Scout is it called the Scout helmet back in that old one? Oh, I should probably turn my sound off on my phone. Um, you know, someone's wearing like June's armor. The Commander helmet is in there. So um, uh, Carter's helmet is there. The Air Assault uh, helmet is coming back as well, and that's Cat. That that's a uh, Cat's uh, helmet. So uh, it's pretty cool. But Joseph Staten said that. Um, you know, uh, sorry, I was trying to find it real quick. But basically, he said that there's a lot of story surrounding halo reach and it's a very it's a fan favorite and it's a very important to the universe and to the story of halo and uh, i think that's very interesting because it leads me to believe that okay so hold on i'd like to stop right there so speaking out on this joseph staten who is head of creative at halo he's a creative director um as a seasonal theme, he says, I can share that we picked Heroes of Reach as a seasonal theme for very specific reasons. Reach has a rich history. It's a key location for Spartans of old and focal point and a focal point for a new generation of Spartans preparing to wrestle with the perils and mysteries of a galaxy that has fundamentally changed after the events of Halo 5. And the re- that's one of the main reasons why I want to bring this up is I believe that the seasonal events will have multiplayer maps that are based on their season right so i think we might actually see uh reach again with new multiplayer maps uh shadows of reach is a book that came out at at the tail end of last year it is a phenomenal book but it's of reach or uh, it's of reach of course it's of reach it's of master chief and blue team going back to halo reach since they left it halo reach really why am i doing this i can't talk they go back to the reach, the planet reach, to retrieve data that uh, Doctor Halsey left behind, which is basically to create a new Cortana, which we just saw recently in the trailer. And the book was very descriptive of the environment they were in, and it just sounds amazing to like, uh, just to hear of like this glassed planet and the way the environment looks now. And there's still humans on reach, and now there's banished on reach, so. I really believe we're going to get at some multiplayer maps that are kind of like Titanfall 1 where they told a story through their multiplayer maps, like literally told a story. Obviously, multiplayer maps are based off um, locations of the video game that it, you know it takes place in, but some can have more details than others. And I think that's actually going to be something they do alongside the armor and content they have inside the, pat- the season pass, so... I'm really excited to see what they do with it. And yeah, that's pretty much it for Halo. Uh, Hopefully there's more coming up soon as I need to play this game really bad. So uh, next up is Mortal Kombat 11 is officially done with DLC and NetherRealm is focused on the next project. And, you know, I think this is great. You know, Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 has been out for two years now or um, yeah, no, two years. 
And I remember going to the 2019 reveal event with my friend Eddie, uh, family friend Eddie, just an awesome human being. Uh, me and him went to L.A. for their reveal event, and we got to, you know, we didn't get to play the game, did we? No. Actually, yes. No, we did get to play the game. So we got to play the game. Uh, we got to experience the event and just, you know, get a goodie bag, um, which I sold <laughs> just because, you know, yeah, it's easy money. Um, just a wonderful event. The game finally came out, and the game was amazing. Had a great campaign. Um, has great customization, great fighting mechanics. Uh, I just absolutely love Mortal Kombat 11. If you have not played it yet, please go pick it up. Um, it's such a great game, but it is finally done after two years. There's no more DLC coming out that they are moving on. And there's been rumor that they could be doing a Marvel fighting game. And I really hope it's that, like maybe Marvel versus DC. I think that'd be fun. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up real quick because uh, Mortal Kombat 11 also kind of seemed like Smash Brothers Ultimate, like it could just keep going and going. Um, so yeah, I just think it's wonderful. Uh, congrats to NetherRealm and everybody on that team, uh, Ed Boon and you know John Tobias, you know the original creators of Mortal Kombat. Just just wonderful, wonderful people to make those kind of games and. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty crazy. So, uh, hats off to them. I don't know how they keep doing it, but they make some damn good fighting games. Um, my personal favorite. So, uh, I'm excited to see what they do next. I mean, Injustice 3 is probably on the table to finish, you know, to maybe wrap that up. Um, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it, whatever they do next. And, uh, yeah, so we'll have to see what happens. I have to see what happens there, but to move on to the big thing that you guys are probably all waiting for me to talk about, that is the newly announced, as of today, uh, July 6th, the Nintendo Switch OLED model, which will be available October 8th, 2021, for $349.99 MSRP, as here in the States, and while it looks nice, looks a little bit nicer, um, I'm pretty disappointed which many of you probably could have guessed. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we're going to I'm going to quickly dive into what they say what they believe is the standout parts of this uh, console. And we're going to go from there. Uh, the new system features a vibrant 7-inch OLED screen, a wide adjustable stand, and a dock with a wired lens port, which gets rid of the USB port that's in the back part of the console. So now you only have two. Uh, it also has double the internal storage, so it's 64 gigs of internal storage and enhanced audio. Feast your eyes on vivid colors and crisp contrasts when you play on the go. See the difference the vibrant screen makes whether you're racing at top speed or squaring off against enemies. Wide adjustable stand. So the whole back part of the console is an adjustable stand and does look hell of a lot better than the stand that's on the current Switch model, which is awful. <laughs> uh, not the model, just the stand. Um, so it looks a lot sturdier and uh, very adjustable to where you can very you have very different angles, uh, whatever's more comfortable for you to play on. And I think that part is really good. I don't know if it's a selling point, but it is very good. Like I said, built-in wired LAN support, uh, the 64 gigs of internal storage, enhanced audio, enjoy enhanced audio from the system's onboard speakers. Um, they really don't go beyond that. There's three modes in one. Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch OLED model systems are designed to fit your life, transforming from home console to portable system in a snap. 
which till this day is my favorite thing about the Switch. Because I've, I've always been a Nintendo handheld guy, uh, besides obviously the GameCube and Nintendo 64. So, um, this is very disappointing. Um, I just, I get it, because they had the DSXL and the Nintendo 3DS XL before they got to the, the Nintendo DSi, which was a very good console, and then the new Nintendo 3DS, and then later the XL. So... It looks like we're going to be dealing with the same thing this generation. They're just going to keep doing their, you know, it's this, this is their business model. And if it works, <laughs> why would they change it? So it looks like this OLED screen, uh, this OLED model, excuse me, is great for people who are just getting into the Switch. Like, I immediately just want to stop right there and say, if you don't have a Switch yet, just please buy this model. I think this is the way to go. If you already have the Nintendo Switch version 2, like I do, um, you know, the home console that goes portable, uh, don't upgrade to this. You don't need it unless you only play handheld and you really want those 0.8 inches more of screen space. And as much as I play handheld, I'm not doing that. Um, if you have a Nintendo switch Lite, I still recommend holding out unless you miss having a home console, uh, until a potentially better version in, in terms of performance, um, because this thing does nothing in terms of performance that, we were all hoping for in terms of higher refresh rates, um, you know, frame rates, uh, higher fidelity. So maybe instead of 720p, we can go to 1080p, 60 frames, none of that. And I'd like to remind you that the Xbox Series S, something I probably talk about too much, is still cheaper than this console. And actually, if you were to buy the Series S and tack on Game Pass, it is still cheaper than this console. So... Uh, keep that in mind. Um, I think it's cool. You know, the white looks really nice. The white Joy-Cons with the white base. I just I just don't think they're doing enough here. Um, I really don't also think, though, that the asking price is bad. You know, I, I think that's pretty fair for what they're doing. Because um, they're not dropping the Nintendo Switch price down. So, you know, 350 for the OLED model makes sense. Um, I'm just really hoping for a lot more, but, you know, I was talking to Eric, the casual gamer on the phone, and he made a good point that, you know, I constantly want better performing or newer Nintendo games, but other people are really happy with what they have and, you know, what kind of stuff they're releasing. I am starting to see more of a community outreach in terms of, or a outcry, I guess you would say, or, you know, um, a lot more people are leaning more towards how I see things and uh, it's really nice to see because I love Nintendo but they do not do enough um, to do better so uh, that's pretty much it you know like it, it, like I said if you do not have a Nintendo Switch as you're listening to this then please get the OLED model I think this is the way to go for a new owner uh, if, if you have the other Nintendo Switch or a Switch Lite I think you're fine with what you have I really believe that but uh if Switch is also your only console, I should also throw that out there for people like Brian, uh, then I would probably still switch to this, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know, I'm a sucker for performance or um, upgrades. It just feels like they could have done a lot more here, but uh, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for anyone else out there who's looking forward to this and it, it actually does meet their needs. Um, it's just for me... I'll stick to what I have. This just isn't good enough to change. And uh, speaking of Nintendo, I wanted to talk about Mario Golf Super Rush. 
Uh, I picked this up on Sunday, and uh, I was playing it with my girlfriend, Darian. Um, we were having a great time. I think we played it for like a couple hours, or, or you know, I did in total. And uh, so far, so good. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the meta score for this right now from critics is at 72, and user score with 140 ratings is 6.1. And a lot of the uh, feedback I've seen on this game so far is that uh, people didn't like that, you know, all the characters were already unlocked, which I think is like, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, in this in this day and age, like, I mean, okay, whatever. Like, I get it, but if you're buying a game just to unlock characters to feel like that adds more content, then uh, I don't know. I, that's, I feel like that's a bad mindset to have, in my opinion, but I don't know. Um, I do agree, however, with the critiques that there's not enough courses. I believe there's like six or seven. I haven't unlocked them all yet. Um, so far, I like the courses that I've gotten. Um, I think uh, the game looks beautiful for what it is, and I think the gameplay is very fun. Um, played a couple of the game modes, and there's one where you can hit your ball, and then you have to go run to the next hole. And I, I really, really like that game mode. I want to get decent at it. I suck at this game. Um, but I think it's so fun so far. Um, I've had a really good time. There's a, like a create your own adventure with your me. So I believe that's like the, the, the main game mode that they made for this game. Um, so far, I've really enjoyed it. I haven't played online to see um, if it's laggy or not. Um, but in terms of like Zen gaming, which is a new thing going around, just playing and relaxing. Oh, I think this game is very, very much relaxing. And that's why I wanted to bring it up is... Even though there is some shortcomings in people's eyes, I still think this game is very fun and worth your time. Uh, maybe it's not worth 60 bucks yet, which I can understand. So I just want to talk about that real quick. I plan on playing it a lot more and hopefully doing a review soon. Um, but so far, so good. If you like golf and you like the Mario characters going head-to-head, -head, uh, just go ahead and buy it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. So I wanted to talk about Pokemon Shield real quick. Um, I've already done, done um, Pokemon Sword. I did the Crown Tundra review and Isle of Armor review. But I decided to buy Pokemon Shield because I'm building my collection for my Switch, you know, my physical games, but I'm actually playing Shield. And uh, I know this is going to strike a nerve with some people out there, but I really, really love Pokemon Sword and Shield. While they do have some massive shortcomings, and I understand those critiques, and, and I think the shortcomings are Pokemon following you entirely in the game, um, the frame rate dropping in the wild area, the Pokemon following you not have better animations, um, better animations in general when they're battling and, or do, uh, performing a move, like Tail Whip looks ridiculously stupid. Um, Hop, he has like the same animations as Howl from the Sun and Moon games when he's talking and his hands are flailing but the reason why i'm bringing this game up is i'm like i said i'm replaying it well i'm playing it for the first time on shield but it's the same story same path just a couple different things um i feel like people didn't give enough credit though to the fact that the game looks beautiful in a lot of areas um some of the cities they designed the mushroom forest before you fight the fairy gym um Dude, there's just some beautiful, beautiful locations in this game. Um, some of the cities look gorgeous. And, um, 
you know, the graphics do look pretty good. They could just be better, you know, like they could definitely do a lot more with this. And I hope they do because I'm playing this and I'm having such a good time. There's so so many quality of life improvements, uh, infinite TMs, which was introduced in black and white. Um, uh, oh my God, I should have wrote, I should have wrote this down, but being able to access your box while you're, you know, uh, uh, you know, traveling, um, the bike HMs being gone again, which was introduced later on, uh, early in the, uh, sun and moon games, just continuing some of the features and expanding them, you know, the move list of Pokemon, the raids, um, I think the raids are really fucking fun. I know it's like such a basic mechanic, but man, I love it. It's a really good way to train early on too. Um, if you do three star raids after the third gym, you can literally get experience candy and just super level up your Pokemon. While it does make the rest of the game in terms of traveling easy and none of the gyms will be a challenge for you, um, not everyone knows that. So, you know, it is in a sense easy mode, but it's very satisfying at the same time because it's not like you didn't work for that. I don't know. I just I just freaking love this game, guys. And if for whatever reason any of you out there uh, have not played these games yet, please go check them out. Um, they're definitely not the best Pokemon games, but, and while they have very, very, very much earned critiques that I uh, mostly agree with, I still think there's a very beautiful and fun story to experience, um, that is worth the price tag. So just something I wanted to throw out there. And if you also get to a certain point, you can just play the other DLC expansions. Um, I think that's cool. I don't know. I think that's amazing. So, just something I wanted to say. Um, I do think these games are very good, and um, I'm excited to see what happens with the Diamond and Pearl remakes. I want to see if they update it to maybe 60 frames or um, just a little bit better graphics. Uh, one of the main critiques me, Brandon, and Brian had is that the chibi characters look terrible in the reveal trailer. Um, me and Brian for sure agree with that. I feel like Brandon did too, but... I don't know. I just kind of wanted to talk about that because it's so crazy to like really dislike parts of a game, but then um, come back to it like a year later because it came out. Those games came out in 2019. So yeah, 2021, I'm playing Pokemon Shield and I'm really, really enjoying myself. And remember, I just got done playing Pokemon Coliseum. I'm playing Pokemon Fire Red. You know, like I'm playing all the games and. I'm still coming back and saying Shield and you know Sword and Shield are good games. So while, like I said, there's some valid critiques out there, they're definitely worth checking out. The last thing I want to talk about today is Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life. I can't remember if I've talked about it enough, but I completed two tall, ta- ta- tall tales <laughs> by myself. And uh, man, they are fun. If you're a fan of... The Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. Um, I believe it's the same at Disney World in Florida. Um, this this DLC is for you. It's free on Game Pass. The game's free. The expansion's free. It's a free title update. Please go check it out. You can go straight to it. There's an option to, where they put you right at the start of it. And I've had an absolute blast so far. Um, I, I love Pirates of the Caribbean, the movies, the ride my favorite ride at disneyland it's it's just so enjoyable 
And uh, I think this is for you. If you haven't checked it out yet, please go check it out. And uh, yeah, that's the that's the show, guys. And uh, thank you so much to Eric, the Casual Gamer, Alex, Jarrett, and my girlfriend Darian. Thank you guys so much for um, adding questions to the show. I really appreciate it. And I hope anyone else that listens to this, um, you know, puts a question in next time. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, well, that's it. I don't know what we're going to be talking about next. Um, I don't have any reviews coming up, but uh, I'll figure it out. But thank you guys so much for supporting the show. As always, you are all wonderful people. And, um, you know, you listening to this show warms my heart out. Warms my heart out? I don't even know where I was going with that. But it means a lot to me. And uh, I just appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for your continued support. And we will catch you next time. Bye.